Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Skull MFers, skull. This is Purple Daily here. All across the Score North network and platforms. All the places you can find us. YouTube, any podcast platform. ScoreNorth.com, the Score North app. We appreciate you hanging out with us every day. Daily Vikings Entertainment. Mackie Judd, executive producer Declan. Presented by TCL. Enjoy more of what you love with TCL. And boys, this is a four-question Friday here. Are you ready? You know what it is. you Ready. It's not it's not four though, like four. It's fourth down, so it's the closed fist. It's the closed fist. Because yeah. you know, we play four quarters, we get four downs. I like the way Denzel Washington said it in Remember the Titans, fourth quarter, where he's like in their faces at practice, fourth quarter, fourth quarter, fourth quarter. And they're like doing the up downs. <laughs> we should do up downs before the nah. show. Just get really fired up. No. Nah. No? No. I'm not in shape these days. I'm, that might kill me. I like to keep- these days. I like to keep the scrawny boy summer body intact here, and uh, what? That, 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 that's my move. The scrawny boy summer is, is what I'm looking for. Here's my problem. Right. My week has been devastated by the fact that, that the phone system here and voicemail <laughs> has been down, okay? Like I it's or- been tough on Judd. I, I yeah. ordinarily get in early. I mean, just to take people just, behind just, the scenes, okay? Sure. I, yeah. And I go to my desk here in desk. the building. And I pick up the phone and I call a lot of people. I'm like, oh, uh, Green Bay Packers, please. Uh, you yes, can I check all your voicemails? Yeah, I check my voicemails, but then I call, you know, uh, Mark Murphy. Hey, Mark, what's up? Uh, Judd Zolgad, uh, Scorno, uh, let's talk about Aaron Rodgers. And, uh, you Sports, know, this is Judd. And I get the scoop. <laughs> and I get the scoop. That's how I get the scoop. And that phone system's been like screwed up all like week. That. So I'm done. I'm not doing any up downs. Uh, all right, this is a four-question Friday here, and we're going to leave all these uh, these questions on Judd's voicemail so we can check them later as well. <laughs> be very exciting. On my landline. Call my landline. Here's question number one. All right, And question number one comes with a setup. You like that? You like that? Seth Galina from Pro Football Focus. Headline, Kirk Cousins is a dark horse MVP candidate after the Vikings forfeited, uh, sorry, fortified their <laughs> offensive what? line. Through the 2021 draft, Kirk Cousins is a dark horse MVP candidate. The main premise of this article is that Kirk Cousins is an elite quarterback from a PFF grade perspective, 
And the main reason why he hasn't won more games or the team hasn't won more games is because his teammates suck, specifically the offensive line. The article cites how Kirk often holds onto the ball too long, waiting for the perfect moment to throw, and how that should be fixed with a better offensive line that gives him more time to hold on to said ball. Quote from the article, Everything is set up for Cousins to have a brilliant 2021 season, and for the congratulations to Kirk Cousins for winning the MVP award prophecy to be fulfilled. Question number one. Is Kirk Cousins a legitimate MVP candidate in 2021? Well, now that uh, it's been put that way, yeah, sure, why not? If all the look, there was a time when he got hot. Was it two years ago or was it last? No, it was two years well, he ago. Gets, he gets hot every year, for right? A but he got off to a bad start, and and the, you know we had the Diggs meltdown game in Chicago, and then. The next week, I think they played the Giants in New Jersey, and he got hot, and Kirk got hot. And there was talk during that stretch that, you know, is Kirk making his way into the MVP race? If what we're going to have discussed on um, Purple Daily on Thursday is accurate, which I believe it is, which is the model for this team in 2021 should be no more excuses, no excuses. They've all been removed. Um, That includes an offense that should have a line that's capable of pass protection, correct? And... Uh, Jefferson, Thielen, Cook. I can go through the whole thing. Uh, but, skill, but skill position players. Grinlin? Um, That's sales Let's go! But anyway, so point. the answer to the question is, should he be a candidate? Yes, he absolutely should. Because if there's no excuses, we don't think he's a bad quarterback, right? Like, it's, we don't think he's bad. So why? He's a good quarterback with some blind spots and with some... Some some lacking resources around him. Right. Yes. So if the lacking resources have been removed and he is now in a position, I actually love that take. I didn't think of it myself. Wish I had. <laughs> but I love that take. So I, I think it's it's kind of funny that this take was put out there because this take was stolen from the Judd Zolgad take manual. That's true. What, one, one thing that Judd, Judd Patrick, is brilliant at many way. things. Roycey and, yeah, and Judd, Pass sort of a generational down. passing down. You, 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 you heap praise upon a player and project that player to, to have a wildly successful season or MVP candidate or a team to you, – you, you put the bar high and say, this Minnesota Vikings team is great. They can compete for a Super Bowl in a way that sets them up for criticism if they fail to reach that bar. What? <laughs> so this this – this is straight from the Judd Zolgad playbook here. I will say, okay, so a lot of people think we just hate Kirk Cousins on this show. It's all context, right? I hate his contract. I don't think he's as good as his contract. Well, but market value, yeah, mar- but market value for quarterbacks is based on supply and demand. It doesn't mean that it's good value for your team to win a Super Bowl if you're paying a good quarterback great money. So I don't like his contract. I don't like some of the things that uh, that he does late in games and whatnot. We can get to that. But I love the premise of this as well. If they have fixed the offensive line, and if their defense is going to be better, right, the team should win more games. Kirk should have more time to throw the ball down the field. He's got some of the best weapons in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So if, if all of those things are true, there's no reason why he can't. I don't think he's a number one candidate. I think Pat Mahomes is always going to be the number one candidate for MVP. But to me, like my short list of MVP candidates – quarterbacks heading into the season. Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, Russell Wilson, who's never won one, will be on this list and motivated. I think Kyler Murray might emerge into this, especially if the Cardinals take a step forward. 
Aaron Rodgers, wherever he winds up. And I would say Kirk Cousins is sort of on the fringe of that short list if the offensive line is better. Yep. He has weapons. He has the arm talent. He has a, you know, he should have the protection. So the things he needs to improve the most are 27 self-induced pressures last year, which is way too many. That's on him. Yep. There's also a bunch of pressures that the offensive line gave up, but the ones that he specifically brought on himself, about two per game. He's not great against good teams. He rarely beats playoff teams. Some of that's on his teammates. Some of it's on him not rising to the moment. And his performance late in games lacks. All right, You can point out the fourth quarter touchdowns, but when you really look at inside six minutes, game on the line, he's not been very good throughout his entire career. Only three fourth quarter comebacks since joining the Vikings. But the defense gave up. Well, that happens in almost every football game. It's back and forth in the fourth quarter, right? So... um, if you can take away the things around him that are hindrances and just put it on him and he can rise up, he can be in this conversation. Sure. What do you think, Declan? Yeah, uh, if everything works well for him, great. But I, I also believe even though the quarterback gets all the spotlight and then all the criticism when things are going right and or going wrong, we have to have the situations perfect for him just to be in the MVP candidacy. Like Russell Wilson doesn't have perfect things around him and he's he's in the conversation for an MVP. Um, so I personally don't think... Even if he, if the offensive line is fixed and Kirk is Kirk, and he has a Kirk season, I I would I, he would have to be like putting up even crazier statistics than he already has to be in consideration for MVP. So I I really don't think it, it's that I, I don't think it's a dark horse at all. I really don't think so at all. I don't S- think he's some of this of too is he was like bottom five in pass attempts last year, which we've talked about. I think for him to win the MVP, he has to be closer to top five, top ten in attempts. He just has to be perceived and in reality, carrying more of the load offensively than even he was last year. Um, but I think the main thing here is if they fix the offensive line, at least to make it average or slightly better than average, and if the defense is going to hold opponents under 30 once in a while, uh, it it opens up the gate for the team to be better and for Kirk to, to really have the best canvas to paint on that he's had since joining the Vikings, okay. right? The conditions will never be more perfect. In a cap league where he eats up a lot of that cap, mm-hmm. for all that we talk about, well, the left guard's bad, which the left guard was bad. Um, he will never get more perfect conditions in a cap league than what he's going to get. So like this, I mean, I, I love the point that he should be, he should have a great year. And that should start, and I will continue to say this, that should start from day one. That should start from week one. No four games. Oh, I'm not playing well, and we're one and three, and then I'm going to rebound. Um, from opening day on, Kirk Cousins is in a position, and this entire team is, to have a really good year. Yep. All right, that was question number one here. You like that? You like that? Question number two comes with a soundbite here. So, Dex, let's play this soundbite. Sure. I believe it's Adam Schefter. Is it on the Dan Patrick show? Correct. I think. Yep. All right. And I'm just telling you throughout the course of the offseason, there was rarely a week that went by where I didn't hear something about Aaron Rodgers. And on draft day, there's a report that morning from Paul Allen out in Minneapolis that the 49ers made a draft offer, which they didn't make an offer. They never made an offer. And then other people are saying that the 49ers called. And I said, how long till it gets out that Aaron Rodgers wants that agreement? Is it next week? Is it next when he doesn't show to the OTAs? Is it next month when he doesn't? It's going to come out. What does it matter if it comes out now or next week or next month? And so. So you chose to break the news on draft day. 
That is actually that is absolutely accurate. Correct. But it wasn't something that you got information about. No. Oh, okay. Okay. No, and it was nothing that morning that came in. All of a sudden, said to me, "Yeah, he wants out. You should report this." Like it, it was going on all off season. You just keep hearing, it. and there there was more and more talk. And now they're starting to be on Rogers talking. I say, you know what? This isn't going to wait much longer. Let's just go. And it just happened to be drafted. Because I wondered when you said it didn't come from Rodgers, didn't come from the Packers, and it's being characterized differently. I was wondering, okay, you're not going to tell me your source. You know, what was the motive behind that? Yeah. Dan, there's not a source. No, no, I know. But I know that now. But we're just finding this out right now. Well, I said this. I said it on NFL Live. I said it on my podcast. I said it. You know, I mean, I don't know. People want to believe whatever they want to believe. It was just an accumulation of information throughout the course of the entire offseason. Okay, so the question is, <laughs> how do you feel about Adam Schefter's decision to drop the Aaron Rodgers bomb strategically on draft day? Okay, I'd like to, first of all, I have no problem with that because I'm sure he, I mean, he's he's incredibly well plugged in. And keep in mind, too, he works for a league partner that, you know, pays, that his network pays millions, if not billions of dollars. So, like, they're in bed, okay? So let's not confuse this with, well, it's an independent, you know, it's the Green Bay paper, that's a nice scoop. (laughs) Um, But I'm sure he talks to GMs and players and coaches every day who tell him things. That being said, what he's not telling you is he has bosses, okay? Like, it's not his decision to just say, yeah, I'm an independent contractor, Adam Schefter. I'm gonna, I'm like Adam Shine. I'm going to just break this story. He's got bosses that also will tell him, you know, this does, this has to go through us. Blah blah blah. So this isn't like a one guy show, which is sort of how he he makes it sound like I decided to do this. He, if he did, he had to go to his bosses. But I liken this much more, and th- this goes beyond the the making of the stew. I liken this much more to the fact that on ESPN's pregame show on Sundays, every week, they break stories that they clearly got on Wednesday, that they just Gla- embargo. Glazer is great at this yeah. on Fox, too. They okay. just throw it to Jake Glazer, and it's like, boom, 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 scoop, scoop, scoop. I mean, do you think right? he gets called on Sunday? Hey, I got a scoop for you. No, hold hold yeah. on. Here's my scoop. So those stories are all accumulated and then basically embargoed by the people until Sunday because they know that people are going to be watching and the more stories they break, the more that they might have a chance to get people. So my actual contention is what Schefter's not telling you is he was probably talking to his bosses about this for a long time. And they said, let's see, we compete. And by the way, while they're in bed with the league, they compete with the league's network. So my guess is what they, what his bosses said probably very wisely was, what would be the optimal day to drop this bomb and get people to watch us all day long, right? Yeah, for sure. Draft it, day. It is, it is genius. Draft day, which, but, but I have no problem. Like, it's not unethical, but I'm just saying there is a method behind the madness, which actually makes perfect sense because once I saw that, guess what network I was tuned into the rest of the day? Right, for sure. ESPN. ESPN, right? Yep. Uh, I love it. I mean, I think... I think it comes off to a lot of people as very conniving and very manipulative that you would strategically drop that news nugget bomb on the morning of the draft. But that's the industry that they're in, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's an information, but it's also an entertainment yes. 
and audience building industry. And so I, th- I think it's really interesting. I love that he pulled back the curtain on this. And it also sort of shows you, you know, Judd's, Judd's been a football beat writer for years in his life, uh, be- be- like before aggregation. And now national guys, you know, local guys don't get any scoops anymore hardly on these beats because, like, like if I'm, if I'm Rick Spielman and I want something out there, I'm going to give it to Schefter so it's out there right? like quickly, right? Right. Um, but to me, this sort of shows you also what Schefter is behind the scenes. Schefter is a he is a gatherer and a giver of information. Exactly. And so it, it, it's he's not like diving and doing an investigative report on one thing and then getting that information against someone. Like he is getting information from a million different people, protecting ninety percent of it, and then disseminating some of that information as as trade behind the scenes, right? So he'll get information. Mean, you know, I've never talked to Schefter but behind yes, the scenes about this. But you're a thousand percent right. Oh, the Eagles told me this. Okay, I'm not going to report on that. But I'm going to go tell this other team what the Eagles did. Like he, so teams go to him to find the lowdown on the other teams. Yes. And then he is sort of given permission through some sources. You know, you can give away this but not that. Right. right, and so he sat on this Rogers stuff, but I'm sure his for bo- weeks. But I'm sure he was talking to his bosses about this news, and they said, "Okay, if we think that we can hold this, what's the perfect day?" Yeah, and draft like, day. but but I mean, like, I don't think he woke up the day of the draft and said, "I got to get this out there." PA reported something in Minneapolis. I got to get this out there. He does, yeah. you know, he doesn't care about that. He kind of kind of crapped on PA there. His his facial bit. expression and condescension with He was PA probably there. mad. He was probably mad that PA got a bit of the story out before he did, is my guess, cuz yeah. the yeah. these guys get pissed off about stuff easily. But yeah. yeah, and I have no problem with it, but Phil, you hit the nail on the head. It is a manipulative business, and that's how this works. Love it. Football. <laughs> Love it so much. Uh, all right. Question number three is powered by our golf loving friends at PXG Minneapolis, boys. PXG is here with the Gen 4 clubs, the best performing clubs they've ever made. They also have the new 0 to 11 clubs, another high performance line that's priced a little bit more within reach. So you're looking to improve your game, looking to improve your look. The spring and summer apparel collection is in the house. PXG Minneapolis in Southdale Center. And find out more at pxg.com slash Minneapolis. Actionnetwork.com has the latest post-draft over-under totals here, okay? Chiefs over-under is 12. They're tops on the board. Okay. Buccaneers 11.5, Ravens 11, Bills 10.5, along with the Rams and Niners. The Packers were 10.5, but that's taken off the board until we know more about Rodgers. <laughs> the Vikings... Eight and a half, right smack dab in the middle of the league at eight and a half. Mm-hmm. Now, 17-game schedule, so that would put them right around the eight and nine or nine and eight mark. Yeah, nine get, and eight might get you in. Yeah. Might get you in. That yeah, might be a problem, yeah. Eight and a half. A, is it fair? And B, over under? Uh, a, yes, it's very fair. They're coming off a bad year. They've made changes. I think they are an improved team. But that being said, if you were to set the odds, I wouldn't go crazy. So I think that, that that's safe. It seems like it's based on a 16-gamer, though, right? Like the, the Chiefs team, I would think that the Chiefs would be a 13 in a 17-game season, not 12. But that's that's not that important. Um, yes, it's very fair. I will go over. Right now, I will personally say that they will 
they will win more than that. I, I need to see the schedule, which is going to come out May 12th, which, Next by the way, week. big live show, big live Purple <laughs> Daily week. show. Immediate reaction. I can't wait. Be sipping on a couple of cocktails. But yes. A couple of cocktails. Uh, friends become enemies. And then you friends. What? Been working on? One very fair. One very fair. Two. <laughs> over. Dex? Uh, eight and a half. Yeah, I say over, but at like nine. Like just barely over right now. I need to see how that schedule plays out. I know the <laughs> offensive line is better. Uh, the Vikings should be better than a seven and nine, seven win team, I should say. Now, again, that damn 17 games, I will never not get used to that. Uh, but I, I will say over. I'll say over for right now. Tough schedule on paper, just based on the, the teams that they play and the fact that the Chargers were the extra team thrown in, and that's a good team. Justin Herbert, right? Yeah. This still feels like free money to me. Eight and a half is too low for this team. It, sh- it should be nine, 10, or 11. Um, so I, I would go over. It's, it's fair. Eight and a half. It's fair. At the bottom, the Texans are at four, the Lions at five, and then the Bengals, Eagles, Jaguars, and Jets all at six and a half on this list. So a lot of, a lot of garbage teams down there. Football. Okay, and question four here on this four-question Friday is a random would-you-rather question. Would you rather go back to the age of five with everything you know now as an adult and you'd have all that knowledge as a five-year-old going forward. Okay. Or would you rather know everything now that your future self will learn for as long as you live going forward? I'm struggling to grasp the second part. Yeah, read, read the second part again. <laughs> okay, so the second part is... full understanding. So, so, the, so the first part yeah, is... The first part I get, totally. Yep. You're five years old, and, and you, you know get to live the rest of your life you know with right full now. knowledge up till right now. Yeah, that's right now. Totally right. get that one. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then the other one is starting right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Everything that you're going to learn. So let's say Judd lives another three years, and Declan. Li- <laughs> Thanks a lot. But uh, right- so Judd lives another twenty years, <laughs> and yep. and all the things you're going to learn in the next twenty years, you know now, and you have that information going forward the rest of your life. And same for Declan, who's the youngest of all of us. What would you rather have? Oh, what the hell? I'm going Dore. I'm going back to being five and knowing all of that stuff and taking that and taking that into my into the first ever kindergarten class at St. <laughs> Therese uh, in 1975. Yeah, I'm going to take all of this as long as as long as I can travel back in time with beer. <laughs> like I need to be so able you're to. Gonna, drink you're going to be. Dr- dude, I need to be in kindergarten. So- I need to be a, when you're six, yeah. you're going to get drunk so fast. <laughs> yeah, but I know so much I need to drink. A oh, sip man. of IPA and you're just going to be... Yeah, but you know what? Right. It'll be cheap. Hot. It'll be cheaper. <laughs> and and the key thing is, if I'm going to have the accumulation of knowledge that you're talking about and not have booze, then I'm not doing it. Okay. What about you, Declan? Yeah, I want I want to know the future stuff. I want I want, I don't want to go back and relive oh, what so I... you're going to be two. Yep. Okay. Yep, I want door two. I, or door two. I, I, you know what, what I would be wanna... frustrating about gotcha. the first scenario is like, so if, think about Judd, because Judd's going back to the 70s, That'll right? That would be great. So you would know, but you would know, st- you'd have to wait like 30 or 40 years until you could get your first smartphone and internet. So you'd, you'd have to live for like 20 years with the frustration but you know the, that you can't go on the internet. But do you know and you, and you can't the knowledge bombs I could drop? Like the knowledge bombs that I could go back in time and drop and, mm-hmm. and like just allude to stuff that I knew was coming. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, phones are going to change a lot. They'll be like, oh, no, landlines are it. Do we all, we're always going to have landlines. Okay. I'd be like, yeah, I don't know about that. So I'm so I, I'm with Judd in that I would go back in time. But it sounds like Judd just wants to use his knowledge to like flex. Yes. 
I would want to use my knowledge in the way that Biff Tannen used it in Back to the Future 2, which is to get rich. Okay. You know, I, sure. I want to play sports bets. I would go back with full knowledge. I would play sports bets just like Biff Tannen. Yep. I would build an empire. And, and then I might even try to get into like the early stages of tech, right? I, I don't know how like I'm not smart enough to like invent the iPhone even though it's already been, like it's been invented and I still wouldn't know how to like spark that conversation. You know what you could do though? The, the to your point, invest, right? That's true. In Apple. It'd, it'd be yep. like that, that Apple thing ain't gonna work, Phil. You're yeah, like, yeah, 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 okay, yeah. that's cool. Macintosh, it's dead. Yeah. yeah. And okay. you re you reinvest. Okay, that's cool. Amen. This new core is a bad idea. You do what Mark Cuban did, which is just buy the rights to radio radio.com or whatever it was and launch a few web streams and then someone buys it for a billion dollars. That's right. Yeah. But that's the type of stuff that you could easily do. Okay. All right. So there it is. All right. Declan would want to live. You could, you could probably, you could probably play some investments now going forward too. I made some some investments last night. I made some crypto investments last night. That's serious. I was up till like midnight. Little Dogecoin? What is Dogecoin? To be honest, it's, have, it's Brian Dozier's new uh, yeah, cryptocurrency. I'll be completely honest. I have no idea what it is. Okay. <laughs> you just put a bunch of money in. But I put in some money into it. <laughs> Sounds great. It, what, what's the other thing? Bitcoin? Bitcoin. There's a lot of crypto. <laughs> I mean, cryptocurrency is like taking things over, basically. But like, how's this working? Why are people believing in it? Making people money. I don't know. I'm. I, we're going to see what happens. Like, I'll, stop. I'll report on Monday. <laughs> Use your money. Use your ordinary We're going to launch money. a new show tomorrow called Crypto Daily with Mackie, Judd, and Declan, where we In just try to figure out what cryptocurrency is. God. Cryptocurrency. <laughs> I'm best. If you, if you guys have any investment thoughts, yeah. drop us a line in yeah. the uh, YouTube comment section. I have a meeting with my Daily. tax accountant on this Friday afternoon, so I'm sure she'll be glad to hear I just invented Oh, wow. Look at you. Just in the nick of time, with like a week to go, you're yeah. getting your taxes done? Yes. I think ours are done. I got mine done last weekend, so mm-hmm. who am I to talk? All right. Good talk to your boys. That's a four-question Friday on Purple Daily with Mackie, Judd, Declan. And uh, don't forget, click that subscribe button and the like button on our YouTube channel, and we'll see you guys tomorrow.